Shalom and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. I'm Tim Moore, the Senior Evangelist at Lamb & Lion Ministries. Each week we endeavor to bring you information from God's prophetic Word. We frequently cite Old and New Testament passages that point to Jesus' second coming and to His great promise to the church, that He will rescue us from the wrath to come. I hope you are encouraged to cry out, Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus! There are other promises in Scripture that pertain to the creation to the nations of the world, and even to Satan. But many of God's promises were given to the descendants of Abraham. Even today, we can witness God keeping those ancient promises as the Jewish people continue to survive and thrive, in spite of satanic efforts to eradicate them from the earth. I open this episode with a simple word that means peace in Hebrew, Shalom. Followers of Jesus yearn for the arrival of our Prince of Peace. Even now, when we put our trust in Him and receive the Holy Spirit as our counselor and comforter, we are granted peace which passes all understanding. But over the 75 years since Israel was reborn as a modern nation-state, it has seldom known real shalom. Through overt aggression and dramatic wars and incessant terrorist attacks, through propaganda and continual diplomatic maneuvering, and through irrational and hypocritical efforts like the boycott, divest, and sanction movement, Israel has been the victim of non-stop attacks on its very existence. Since 1948, two wars have presented kinetic existential threats to Israel, the Six-Day War of 1967 and the Yom Kippur War of 1973. To this day, these two wars stand as testimonies to what the world sees as Israel's tenacity and determination to survive. But we know that they bear far greater testimony to the promise of God that once He had regathered the Jewish people to their ancient homeland, He will guard and protect them. During my travels throughout Israel on pilgrimage trips, I've met many Israelis who can testify to God's miraculous provision and protection. I've encountered many who have amazing testimonies of their own time serving in the IDF. But perhaps none is more powerful than Arya Bar-David. Whose name means lion, is from a messianic family that was among the first to settle in Israel. He helped establish a messianic moshav, a cooperative Israeli town that still draws followers of Yeshua today. In fact, it is where I take pilgrims for our final celebratory meal together. I want you to imagine that you are charged with defending your homeland from aggressors who have sworn to wipe you off the map. Think about being surrounded on all sides by hate-inspired armies who want to eradicate your people like vermin. Consider how you would inspire your fellow soldiers to fight like lions, even though you are vastly outnumbered. That was Arya Bar-David's situation in 1967 and in 1973. But he knew something and someone most of his fellow soldiers were oblivious about or hostile toward. Hear now the testimony of Arya Bar-David as he tells how the Messiah intervened mightily. So, like you've heard my name, Arya, 
Bar David means Lion or Lion of Judah. My full name is Aryeh Yehuda, Lion of Judah, son of David, Bar David. So this is the way that my parents decided to call me one of seven children, six brothers and one sister, Sarah. And my story, I mean, war stories started when I was around 19 years old. I raised up in a believing home. We considered to be the first family of Jewish believers in this country. And uh, I never said we are the first. I said we are among the first, even though we were the first. <laughs> there was no other one. Only around seven, eight years later will come another family of Victor Smadja, maybe, you know, Shmulik father. Yeah, so why I say this? Because we used to have four times a week Bible studies, four times a week, and every evening we gathered all the family in our home. We all played instruments, all of us. I was the only one that continued later professionally. I played the Jerusalem Symphonic Orchestra. I was conductor. I was double bass player teaching in academy and so, 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 so. But we all, all the seven, we played. My mother was good singers. And four times a week, my father would share with us the Lord. And we had only two verses in our home, which was our assembly. One on the right side. And it said it will fall thousands of, on your one side, tens of thousands. On the other side, it will not, in Hebrew, it will not come to you. It will not even like get, get, get closer to you, right? If you try to translate it to English. Very strong word. Not it, it will not touch you. It, it will not even come to you. And the other one was from the words of Samuel saying to Saul that it is better to have obedient to God than sacrificing sacrifices. Now, when you are growing with such words, which means even before you know to read or to write, whenever you look at your father sharing and you see the words to the right and to the left, they were about this size. It enters and enters and enters so deep that I grew with a full faith that God is doing it this way. And what I want to share with you is one of at least, I would say like 20 situations that I was involved in, in, in them. What is the meaning of these words? So the first war that I took part was six-day war. Okay, I was born exactly 55 years, 75 years ago. I mean, next week it will be 75 exactly. For me, this was very important to be 75 because I knew that Abraham was 75 when he came to the land. So I wanted always to feel how Abraham felt. Usually people say, I was old, carrying a stick. Come on, forget it. Forget it. I know from what I'm doing that it was excellent shape, right? What is 75? Nothing. But what was more impacting me, what happened with Abraham when he heard that his son-in-law, Lot, right, was got, you know, by the five kings 
I mean, there was a war between four kings of the north, five kings of the south, and they took, took him captive. And then we read that Abram took 310 of his people, and he was pursuing the enemies, this big army of the north, all the way north of Damascus. You have been in Tel Dan already? You have been. I mean, huge, huge, huge. A army attack. And for me, it was very, very strong, this, this event, because Abram always looked to me like a peaceful man, try always to find a balance, right? Not quarrel, not with Lot, not with anyone. But the Bible says that he took his 310 people, divided them into three sections, and made a night attack on this enemy. I mean, it was a full army commander, Abraham, an excellent one, and bringing back everything, you know, even Lot and all what he, he gained from them. So for me, it was always very clear that being a believer in God is not contradicting being an army commander. Arya spoke of other young men who glamorized war and were eager to fight, but how some of his buddies quickly learned the harsh reality of battle. When it was time to go to the army, I volunteered to be a paratrooper because in those days till today, you know, this is the main, you know, the main force that really is in fighting, in battles, right? And I always believe that where it's dark, then we should be as light. And it's, it should be, we have to be in the most dangerous place. Okay, if we will not be there, who will be there? I'm so glad to see that most of my family, I mean, later on, they're all part troopers and commanders and so, so, but all of them, right? In our special units, right? It's a kind of tradition at Yadish Mona, everyone goes to very special units, right? But you're not contradicting your face, opposite. So, as I entered to the army after a very short time, you know, we were, you know, parachute, you know, jumping, all this training. And when I was five months in the army, the war started. And this was 67 war. So I passed all these six days, which makes you very quick to be much older. In one week, you become like one year older because of what you pass. And many times I share with young people or soldiers before they go to the army, experiences from the first battle, okay? Because this was my first battle. What is the meaning to go to war? What is war? What are the smells of war? It's not a romantic at all, at all not. But from the other side when, you know, he got a bullet and the surgeon tried to see what happens and he got a bullet. And I, I say, what was the welcome to a war? One of the quotes I had to memorize as a young cadet put it this way, war is an ugly thing, but not the ugliest of things. Arya's experience in the Yom Kippur War bore that out. His own commander, Rami, lacking any faith, became fatalistic and gave himself over to resignation and despair, a choice that would lead to greater tragedy later. So I will share with you just one event that happened in Yom Kippur War. So again, as a experienced soldiers, I was a commander of around 20 soldiers. We arrived to 
Sina, we were crossing the Suez Canal. Uh, at the beginning, we had to jump as parachuters in Egypt and to do what we knew to do. We knew to attack bases that were shooting missiles against airplanes. We knew how to navigate. This was my prof one of my profession, army profession. I had many is to navigate at night, 30 kilometers, arrive to a certain point that there is a, you know, missiles point and to bomb it, destroy it and run and disappear, right? And that's what we prepared to do because, you know, it started very hard, the Yom Kippur War, very hard. And they wanted to use the paratroopers for a real thing, professional thing, right? And suddenly someone came from the other unit and he cried in the darkness, is Arya here? And I said, yes, I'm here. Can you come to our unit? I said, I am now with my soldiers. What is the issue? Some of the soldiers came now for the war, right? From United States and so, and they met Jews for Jesus. Now we know that you are one of them. So can you come and tell us more about what is this? It was 73. It was very popular then, Jews for Jesus. I'm sure all of you have heard about this. So I told him, look, if my soldier will permit me, I will do it. But if not, sorry. And the soldier, no, you don't take him. He's with us. If you want, you come. He went to his unit and he told them exactly what my soldier said. So he told them, they got up and started walking, total dark in a forest of pine trees, and they joined. Now another group that so suddenly they felt, right, it, the big group of soldiers get up. So they got up and followed them. And the third unit, the fourth unit, a fifth unit, even the head of all this battalion, Katja, very, very good friend of mine, later on, all what we passed, he told me, Arya, I had no idea where we are going. And I found myself surrounded by hundreds, hundreds of paratroopers from my battalion. There was a total silence. I didn't know what to do. I mean, you don't prepare yourself in two, three minutes of such a thing. And suddenly, one that first came to ask if I'm there, he raised his voice. He, had, he was champion of Israel in bikes, you see? So he was very, very thin. He couldn't jump from airplane. We had to put potatoes, <laughs> fill him, fill him with potatoes to get another 15 kilos, 20 kilos. <laughs> so in his high voice, okay, are you start? <laughs> Something like this. Now, for the, I don't know, half an hour more, I, I started sharing. And unbelievable how God is working. All the verses that, you know, I've heard all my life as a child from prophecy, Amos prophet, Ezekiel, Isaiah, like came like this into my memory. And I shared with them, shared with them, but of course, mainly, I did something that usually you don't do it. You don't talk about the blood of Jesus, about the cross in Israel. In our society, you're not allowed to 
to mention the word cross for them, it's immediately inquisition and things like this, no. And I found myself again and again making this mistake about the blood of Yeshua, about forgiving of sins, about what is the meaning to come before God with clean conscience. By the way, later I found, you know, this verse of, of, uh, that Paul shares in 1 Tim Timothy. He tells Timothy, be all the time, right, with a clear, clean, straight conscious, conscious before God. How important it for a soldier when he's in a mission that almost 90% he will be killed to be with clean conscience. You can't believe what unclean conscience can make to the most brave soldier. You can't believe. Let that thought permeate your heart. It's not just soldiers who need a clean conscience before the Lord. And suddenly, maybe half an hour I was talking, when I thought that I almost, I had no words anymore. There was a kind of siren that we have to jump to with the parachutes to go to the, to run to the air, uh, airplanes. Just before this sound was, one of the group of the soldiers, he raised up, he was already a rabbi. He finished six years of studying. And he said, Arya is using this that we are all, you know, afraid of, of, of the war, right? Of what is waiting for us in order to make a kind of a missionary, you know, he tried to do. Now, it was total dark, you couldn't see anything, but you could hear two soldiers, one that was on the right side of him, another one to the left side. They pushed him down because he raised up. At least he gives us hope, what you give us. Do you have the blessed hope? Arya went on to describe Jesus as living water come down from heaven to offer life to all. Okay, by the way, I, I was sharing a lot of these things in my Sinai tours in the high mountains, which is very easy for Israeli to understand it. I say it in two sentences, God appeared only as a cloud, only as a cloud when he took them out of Egypt. The cloud of the tabernacle, the cloud above them, the cloud, 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 never as rain, never, but cloud. But what he promised them when they will arrive to the promised land, he will rain, he will give the rain. Now why, you don't, for you it doesn't mean at all, but in Hebrew cloud is anan, and rain it is geshem. What is geshem? Become incarnate. You see, the cloud is incarnated into rain. The rain, you can drink it, you can hold it, you can get, you cannot do it with a cloud. So he promised them that he will eat Gashem, become rain, but in Hebrew is double meaning, become incarnated in the land of Israel. And that's why when I was talking about Yeshua, it was a real, real thing that you can hold him, you can ride, embrace him, he's incarnated in water. That's why he compared him all the time to a living water, to drink a living water. And for them, this was the hardest thing. So I felt this murmuring. And as we are fighting on and continue, all the time when I turned, you know, to give them commands, right? I, I saw that they, they were talking something against me. Suddenly, I stopped the unit in the middle of the fight. 
and I brought them to something like this with dunes around. I was standing in front and I told all the story, sit down now. And they were a little afraid, right? Look, I know what you think about me and what you say about me. I know. Now, I tell you, if my faith in Yeshua, that is the real Son of God, if this is lie, I want to be the first one to be killed in this world, in this war. And I, I said in Hebrew, I'm not deserved to be alive. You understand? Because it's the most, most defiling thing, if it is wrong, right? To say that God has a son. I don't know if you understand what is the meaning. So I don't want to live anymore. But if not, you will see with your eyes. I don't know how I dare to say it. Because all what happened later, they saw with their eyes. Eyes to see, ears to hear. Listen as Ari describes yet another miracle. And immediately we continued. We continued, we continued, fighting all this day. Second day at 6 o'clock in the evening, we came to this ambush where the Egyptians did very good ambush. And they, you know, waiting for us around 16 meters from us. I mean, it's like 10 yards, how much it is. So what happened there? Rami immediately, he got a bullet here and was killed. And all the first line of seven, all wounded. I was not, I didn't get any bullet then, but I was full of blood of the other soldiers. And I tell them to where to shoot. There was not one bullet shot to cover us. So I decided to get up. I'm getting up. Now all the Egyptians are shooting at me because I'm standing target. And I turned back to them and started go walking like this. No running and not, you know, like soldiers. And I was in the middle of beehives. I don't know if you have been in the middle of beehives. I was, right? Very good friend of mine. He's raising, you know, bees. And it was and I know that no bullet has permission to touch me. I know it. You know, some rabbis asked how you knew it. I mean, you know, this is when from this age you see these words of sound. You know what I mean, 110, right? And I'm shouting to them. Now you see with your eyes. And I told him, I told him, God will show me the way. Now in army, in army to talk like this, immediately we look for somebody else to, to, to live, right? I mean, what is going on here? And I, I felt that I'm talking with a lot of authority. If I tell you run, you run. If I tell you run back, you run back. As we started moving, I saw in the horizon, I say always like six degrees. I mean like the top of the mountain there. This is around the angle. I saw a light. A something that I never saw, something even close to it. You know, I was sitting with rabbis 
quite many. And describe, describe this light. I, I told him, look, I know what is a tank projector when he's bringing a light, you know, four kilometers, right? Like two miles. But this was like thousand times more. And later on, they cried to me, how you know, how you know? I said only one word, the light, the light. Soldiers got so, so nervy, so nerve. So, I mean, you understand how they felt in this, right? And almost started crying. How you know? How you know? How you know? Because they understood that it's impossible. And they said, I don't remember even, that I said only this. It's the light. It's the light. It's the light. And God was leading us, all the group, from this area to a direction which I don't know where. I don't know where, but at the end, after maybe one hour walking in the sand dunes of Ismailia, I felt suddenly the, the light, which I was so, so clear all the way, like vanish. Immediately, I understood that we are very close to our unit. Upon rejoining friendly forces, Aryer's commander was shocked to see him. He looked at me. I didn't believe that one of you will get out of where you have been alive. And all of us arrived. Now, praise the Lord, I say again again for my father and mother, that grew us with full, full, opening about what we believe. The first thing that I will talk wherever I will be is about the Lord. Nothing is important than this. So we were growing like now the new generation of believers are growing in Israel. And we hear it, we see it all around us. We grew with such an openness and praise the Lord that they grew us this way. That we will, we will be able to to grow this way. Although time constraints will not allow us to provide Arya's complete testimony as part of this Christ in Prophecy broadcast, his full testimony is available at ChristinProphecy.com. The God of Israel never slumbers and never sleeps. He promised to regather the Jewish people to their ancient promised land, not because of their righteousness, but because of His faithfulness. He promised to protect and preserve them, again, not because they deserved it, but for His own glory and because He never breaks a promise. God's grace and faithfulness to the Jewish people should encourage every follower of Jesus Christ. He has not called any of us because of our righteousness, but because of His amazing grace. And He is not going to fulfill every promise to us because we deserve it, but because He is faithful. You may never find yourself on a physical battlefield surrounded by sworn enemies, but in this life you are ensnarled in a desperate spiritual battle with an enemy far more tenacious and malicious than mere mortals. Lean into the Lord. As He revealed to Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, do not be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. The battle is His, the victory is His. Godspeed. Christ in Prophecy is made possible through the faithful and generous support of viewers like you. Please consider making a donation to Lamb and Lion Ministries so that we can continue broadcasting the message of Jesus' soon return. 
Thank you and God bless you.